Okay, so I really love the messy journal idea because I really do believe in that whole concept of like starting off the day and finding out what is mine so that when I'm presented with other people's energy, because I do have a little bit of an empath energy, um, I can really see clearly, okay, what I did this morning was mine. What I'm dealing with right now is theirs, right? So then I can be like, okay, this is theirs. So Heavenly Father, please help me see what can I do so that, so that I can be the most helpful in this situation where somebody else has some stuff going on. And I can be somewhat of a person that is like knowledgeable or helpful or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, because that's what I notice. It's like, start the day, I'm experiencing my kind of stuff. And then throughout the day, it's, it is. It, it is everybody else's stuff, right? And so then I'm like, you know, helping, hopefully helping them work through it sometimes. And other times, it's like their energy is so strong that I'm like, okay, I need a break so that I can get some more ideas to see how I can try again to be helpful if possible in this situation. But then there's other times where I have to realize and be like, you know what? Yes, I'm an, an eager, willing, happy person to help. And there's other times where it's like I ask questions and I'm noticing really clearly it's a no, no, no every time. And whenever I get a no, 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 it's like I have to realize it's like, oh, this is not one of those situations where it's like I got my stuff, they got theirs, and it's time for me to be some kind of helpful ministering person. It's kind of like a time where it's like, they're at a no, 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 and so that means it's just time for me to ask more questions to Heavenly Father, really. <laughs> That's really what it is. And I'm learning how to do that, rather than like tizzy out in my own spiral zone and be like, oh, what's going on? I want to be helpful, and, and it's not being helpful. Hi. You could. I just announced that that was something that was done for today. Okay. But there's rice. And there's going to be casserole and noodles. Okay. So which one of those would you prefer? Are you hurting me? Yes. It sounds like you don't want to play that game again. So this is a good place to be, so you don't have to worry about that. And really just not have any other Oh. Aren't you hungry? Do you feel like toast is the healthiest thing you could have compared to those other things? No. And another realization I think I'm having is I used to think I was very type one, right? And very like maybe type two maybe type four, but I'm kind of finally maybe realizing I might be a type three. Like I'm kind of like, what? Because I was always labeling type three people. Be like, oh, I'm never friends with type three people because they are loud and they're inconsiderate and they're mean and they're all of these things because they are just so like over the top, right? And super not polite and super like all of these things, right? Now I realize maybe that's the case because I clash with them because I'm that way, right? Because like, I could say very honestly, I'm like one of the least considerate people that 
anyone knows of. Like, I'm not very considerate of people's feelings. I don't really, I'm not, like, I try to pretend I'm kind of empath, but I'm not really. Like, people will feel what they feel, but I actually don't really care, but I do, right? Like, I want to care one day, right? But I'm not really, like, a super, like, it doesn't actually come natural to me, right? That's what I'm trying to say. It's like, I want to try to, right? Because I want to train myself. It's a good idea for me to be this empathic person and all of these things. So intellectually, I want to be a person that that can do that naturally one day. And I think that's probably why I look up to my type two-ish kind of friends so much because they have that down. You know, that's in their blood. That's in the way they breathe, no matter what, right? So then now I'm processing. I'm like, what in the world? Could I be three? And then I'm like super embarrassed about that because I thought I was super embarrassed about being type one. But even more so, I would be embarrassed to be like a type three, right? <laughs> because like, yes, maybe type three has a good rap because they're typically like Olympic kind of people, right? They're typically go-getters, accomplishing kind of people. They're the doers and the, you know, they have all these lists and stuff, right? But then there's the other side of the type threes that is actually like, oh, they're the people that are like, oh, this is like the people that are the most inconsiderate or the people that are the most like not helpful and like just not totally like sensitive or like really taking the time to do like all of the merry things, right? But is kind of a little bit more of a Martha kind of person naturally, right? So I'm kind of processing all of that. I'm like, ooh, I wonder, right? I wonder because I can see all of those things pretty clearly, right? Like, yes, it's a compliment if someone to say, oh, you're like pretty type three, right? But it's also one of those things like, ah, <laughs> I hope not, right? Like, ah, <laughs> but at the same time, it's really eye-opening at the same time. You know, if I were to step into it and say like, well, you know what? What if I was a little bit of that? Then I could totally be like, you know what? I could totally be a little bit more thoughtful of being like, yeah, maybe I am super loud sometimes. Maybe I'm a little bit too loud sometimes, right? Or maybe I could be a little bit more thoughtful to be like, oh, this could be a time that I could be like stop and be a little bit more considerate and attentive and like sensitive to other people and not be so like bossy and like rough and like, um, like edgy, you know, cause I blow over. I, that's what I think the thing that got me into thinking maybe I'm more type three is that I realized I have a tendency to blow over people without re realizing that's happening. And that can be a huge fault and a weakness, right? You know, we had this huge funny conversation at the park the other day. We're like, you have a weakness. And it's like, no, I don't. <laughs> and it's like, yes, you do. Because your weakness is that you don't think you have a weakness. And then there's this back and forth, right? And it's like, oh my goodness, that's exactly it. That is such a type three kind of argument. I think all type three people probably think that they don't ever have a weakness. And, and that's their, their deal. It's that they are so blind by their own strength that they don't realize all the feelings that they're leaving hurt, leaving hurt left behind because they're still plowing forward and forgetting everybody else that they just ran over, right? And so that's something that I just want to be so mindful of because I could quite honestly lose all the most important people in my life because I'm so caught up with being in my own energy, right? Versus like, you know, because it happens all the time. 
it's like the really important people in my life have way more sensitive energies than me. So it's almost like I kind of have to pray to Heavenly Father, please suppress my energy just for these pockets of time when I'm interacting with these people so that I can somehow be an instrument in thy hands and be like the Savior actually would be rather than being me, right? In some ways, I know that sounds messed up, but it, it only really sounds messed up, I think, to like an atheistic mind, right? Because like an atheistic mind would be like, well, no, because I'm my own God, right? Like that's kind of my perspective of what an atheistic mind would think, right? Because really, when I thought that way, it was like, no, like I'm my own boss. I get to choose my own life and all of these kinds of things. And yes, I get to choose. But choosing to using my agency in a way that is being attentive and thoughtful and kind to another person's feelings is a great way to use my agency, right? It's not taking away any of my own power to be more thoughtful of somebody else and how I can be even more um, just like thoughtful and it's like I think it's so hard for me too because and I think it's like obvious that I probably am a type 3 because I get so frustrated because it's as if no matter how I try to be somewhat of a thoughtful person it just doesn't ever come across as it people can see right through me and they can honestly say yeah you're saying all this stuff but you really don't feel it right and I like I'm probably gonna have to go through some kind of crazy like I've had some life-altering experiences right like I've had mental illness in my family and things like that but I'm probably gonna have to experience like two to five more life-shattering experiences before I really get to that humble humble place right like deeply deeply under the like under the core of the earth humble right before then I can be like oh I get it right I get why it's important to slow down to actually like take the time to be thoughtful before I mow over people to really care about etiquette and you know like care about those things and like and all of that right but hopefully I don't need to suffer through some life-shattering earth-shattering experiences before I can get to that state of humility I think I'm just gonna pray for patience and humility and more of that Martha state of being because like yes my word is soaring with the Savior but I kind of almost wish that with along with soaring with the Savior I could have a little bit something in there that's something to do with like being subtle with the savior you know like and having some level of like humility it's like humble soaring like humility soaring like soaring in humility right could you soar with humility like i don't know but i'm really considering it because i really don't like where i'm going with just soaring what where'd you find what is this unashamed aspect of like being really interested in things and it doesn't have anything to do with anybody else's opinion about anything it's really just their own fascination of that like that's one thing that saves me you know I have so so many beefs all the time 
about how much work it is to clean up after people that like are younger than me that aren't like the people taking care of me, right? That I'm the one taking care of them. And I have so many beefs about that, right? But honestly, I actually have more of a beef of about living a life without kids in your daily existence, right? You know, I almost wonder to myself, you know, what is a life worth living if you're not doing anything to take care of the elderly older than you or the younger that are younger than you, right? Yes, there's a lot of pressure in some ways to like somehow like do it all, right? But there's actually a lot of joy, like deep, deep, deep joy, like in, in your opportunity to feel like Heavenly Father trusts you because he knows you're capable, he knows you're competent. Like no matter how incapable and incompetent I feel sometimes, I need to honestly reevaluate and be like, no, but Heavenly Father thinks I'm competent. Heavenly Father thinks I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm capable. So how about I just step into his belief, you know, rather than just depend on my own. I think I have some that I put aside. Let me just see. Yep, I'm looking for some that I already had put aside. I totally had a bin that was put aside. With like gardening stuff and like, you know, spades. And now that I'm in the mode of looking, it's nowhere to be seen. So strange. Because I totally had it put aside. So anyways, as I was saying... That's kind of my thought process with that. Yes, I might be super biased on one side all the time about a lot of things. But the truth of the matter is, if there's one bias on one side, it's the it's like there's as much of a bias on the other side too. Um, because, you know, light and darkness work together, right? It's like the, the troubles and the, 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 the inner work that is required for me to somehow be this person that cares enough to care for like anybody that's in front of me. It then makes it so that I have so much um, desire, I guess, to like really care when it really counts, I guess, too, right? I hope so, right? Like I'm thinking mostly in like hospital visit kind of stuff, but I think I have a lot of work to do in the other realms too. Because I think I can do physical first aid, no big deal, right? But when it comes to emotional and mental and spiritual first aid, I think I totally could learn so much more. I think, you know, there's these wonderful courses people create for like, oh yeah, first aid, CPR, to know how to do first aid for physical wounds and things like that, right? But I honestly think someone needs to create a course called first aid for like emotional, like sustainability and well-being or like... Aren't you already going one? 
No, I don't. I guess so. There's people that are like health coaches, right? But I actually want them to name it first aid, right? Because that's the level of urgency it actually is, right? Because all of these other things, they're just like, not floofy, right? But they kind of are just like generally like, oh, this is a nice idea. These are good and everything. But like, I want someone to have the level of urgency about these topics to call it first aid and be like, no, this is life or death. You know, if you don't know this, someone's going to be going through something emotionally and you're not going to catch it, right? Whereas someone that is trained in first aid, there is no way that somebody could, could need a Band-Aid or have a wound or something and they would just be like, oh, no big deal, see you later. You know, like, like I'll just let you bleed to death. You know, <laughs> like, you could just go right ahead and I'll be over here eating my pizza, right? Like, that's not really what would happen, right? Somebody that is trained well enough in first aid would know exactly when they notice the signs that someone's going down, they are already prepared to call 911 and they are already ready to like do like triple bandages and be dedicated to that person for the next 24 hours until they know that they are well and, and, and taken care of, right? And that's exactly what I mean with this like emotional first aid kind of stuff. I need a course. Someone needs to make this course. Immersion, just take, just steal the name from me, please, right? Emotional first aid, emo, uh, mental health first aid, right? Spiritual first aid. Just take it. Build a course and just like offer it because honestly, we all need it, you know? And even the child and youth program, right? It's like, like spiritual first aid, intellectual first aid, social first aid, right? Because like, I think, there's a book about emotional first aid. Oh, there we go. I'm going to get that book. Oh, no. <laughs> Speaking of first aid. <laughs> that was a good sign. It just landed under my toes. That was ridiculous. But honestly, what like when I said social first aid, I thought it was kind of ridiculous, right? It's like, well, why, why is it a big deal if somebody would be like, oh, well, like, I need social first aid because, like, Maybe I don't feel like I have enough friends or, you know, maybe I feel like I don't know how to make friends or maybe I feel like I, I, like I am feeling like there's some kind of wound there that I can't overcome to feel like I have a Band-Aid over this social gap, right? And, and it feels like it would sound silly to think those things, right? But it's actually a reality for individuals all over the world, right? Like there's so many people with social anxiety. So many people, I know. Probably every person I know because I am one of the most social people I know, plus maybe two other people I know, right? So that tells me that probably everybody else has social anxiety because for those of us that don't, it just becomes this thing where we just will like, it's like, well, what's the big deal, guys? Like, you just kind of like pick up a phone and you just kind of start doing stuff, right? And like start thinking of people and start praying for people or you know, that kind of thing. But I, I really do actually believe that so much compassion needs to be developed for individuals that like, that's not their jam, right? They don't just wake up every day and think of like 10,000 people that they, that they could serve or somebody else could serve or that could have like a meal train created for them or like that kind of thing, right? It's like occurring to me that this is actually like almost like a gift of the spirit 
that is given to certain individuals for it to be a no-brainer. Like it's no stress, right? No stress. I wouldn't say I'm the most social person I know because I still actually feel stress. Like, like when I'm like talking to people that I don't know to invite them to like serve in a specific way, I always feel stressed because I'm always like, ah, are they just totally going to like fluff me off and be like, what are you trying to do? Like, and get like offensive or defensive or like, you know what I mean? So there's always that possibility that I'm like, ah, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, for the, um, the, the first day thing that you were talking about? Yes. The book, Simplicity, they talk about how c they compare a fever to the emotional. Yes. Simplicity parenting. Absolutely. Is that the one you were talking about? Yeah. I've read yeah. it like a hundred times. Yeah. Such a good book. So, like, honestly, though, that's why I talk about this. It's like, because there's some people that it's like they don't even need to get any training at all. It's just their jam to just be born with this inner knowledge of like first aid in their specific area. Like for me. Mama, figure out this tube. Oh dear, did you? Yep. <sighs> I'm gonna figure out a cube. It's gonna be amazing. Amazing, because it's amazing.